Karen, welcome to the podcast. My first question is, uh, where did you learn about fasting? Okay, well, I am a 45-year-old woman. So like most women out there, we have dieted and tried every diet known to man. So how I came across fasting was I probably saw something online about somebody losing weight through fasting. And I said to myself, well, I've never tried this. I've tried everything else. So I'll give it a go. And it was basically just very, very basic. It wasn't for any other reason other than to try and lose, say, 10 pounds in weight. And I was like, right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try fasting. So I basically started off and did a 16 hour fast. And starting off fasting is 16 hours. And basically people go straight away. I couldn't do that. But it's actually from, say, 7 p.m. in the evening till 11 a.m. in the morning. So you're having your evening meal, you finish eating by seven, and then you just don't eat again till 11. But it's the consistency of it. So that's where people struggle. Was there anything that you, you come across in terms of applying this into practice? Did you read any books? Were you inspired by um, anyone? How did it I come about? I'm sort of person, yeah. As soon as I hear about something, I would go on to the internet and I would like go on to the book depository and I'd look up books and I'd see, I, I, I kind of, I love the internet for stuff like that. So as soon as I hear about something or say, as soon as I came across you, you know what I mean? I'm looking at your podcast, I'm researching it. So for me personally, I suppose, though, in saying that, the biggest thing that speaks for me is personal experience and other people's stories. So I joined a group online and I was seeing people posting up these different success stories. But for me personally, at that moment in time, it was only because I think I was going on holidays in five or six weeks. And I was like, right, I want to get £10 off me. And that at that time, that was three years ago. And that was really why I just kind of dabbled with it a bit, you know, and then I'd stop doing it maybe for weeks and then I'd start doing it again. But at that time, that was really why I started doing it. And then fast forward two years later, just to give you a little bit of background on my personal story, I've had two hip surgeries. I have six pins in one of my hips and I've had um, a hip surgery as a baby. I had a click hip as a baby. So I've had surgery on that hip. I have scoliosis on my back. So I would constantly be struggling with pain and movement and walking and exercise. And that was a big struggle for me. And I was 43 years of age and I was kind of going to myself, I can't walk two steps down the road without being in pain, going ow, ow, ow in my head. I have like a stone and weight on me that I want to lose. And I was online just about to sign up to Weight Watchers or Slimming World or something like that. And I said to myself, hang on a minute, Karen, what was the only thing that ever really worked for you? And the reason why the fasting worked for me is because I felt so good doing it. And I didn't feel as if I was depriving myself and going back on a strict, restrictive diet. So me being me, I'm all or nothing. I decided to challenge myself and I did 100 days of one meal a day for 100 days. So I did 100 days of OMAD and I started walking. And like I said, I couldn't walk five steps without being in pain. And I got up to the stage where I was walking 10K every day and I was enjoying it. I had no pain. I was loving it. And it was combined with the fasting, the fasting element and the, the benefits of the, the, the fasting, allowing my body to heal and to be able to move again. So I became really into it then and it became nearly a way of life for me. And when I could see the results, they spoke for themselves and how I felt in myself. So that was kind of my introduction into fasting, I'd like to say. You, you mentioned community and you joined community groups online. How important is that to, to kind of be involved within those uh, groups? Massively. With, with people Massively. with similar interests, yeah? Yeah, because people straight away hear the word fasting and they hear starvation. starvation. And for myself personally, I'm from Ireland and I'm 
Roman Catholic and, you know, fasting was Good Friday, you fast and bread and water and fish and you're going, oh my God, no, fasting is terrible. Lock Derg and you've all these images in your head. So <laughs> straight away when people hear the word fasting, they think, no, that's what they think straight away. I'm not doing that. And, and everybody's reaction when I say about fasting, the first thing they say to me is, I couldn't do that. That's what they say. I couldn't do that. I'd faint. I couldn't do that. So in the community groups, what it is, is and every day in my community group, I've got 10,000 people that follow me now and I post stuff and I give my information to them. And every day you get the same people asking the same questions. There's always going to be new people online. But I always say to people, if you don't ask a question, you're not going to learn. So you're not going to learn anything. You can't, you know, you're not going to go into a community, into a group like that and know everything. And some people get annoyed over it. They're like, oh my God, research online. Don't be asking the questions in here. But sometimes that's just the way people communicate. They just want a direct Everything is so instantaneously now. People just want to ask a question and get a direct answer. And so the community is good for that. Those groups are very good for that. There's so many benefits from fasting. Then when, where do the, where does the concept of three meals a day come from then? <laughs> yeah, because like, I think personally, it's all habit forming. Like when we were younger and you're growing up, straight away you wake up in the morning, you have your breakfast, you go to lunch, you have your 11s, you have your lunch, you have one o'clock, you have your lunch. You come home from school, you have your something to eat then and then you'd have your supper so you're nearly eating you know the three meals actually nearly goes out the window and you're nearly from a child eating five or six times a day and the way the world is now there's so much out there there's so you know meals are getting bigger it's not like basics when we were even smaller it'd be a small bowl of cereal for your breakfast or a piece of toast it's getting even bigger now it's fries and bacon and rashes and sausages and the variety and the you know the availability of food that's out there is massive so it nearly became that instead of the three small basic meals it became five or six meals and then your body becomes so used to it. So even with, the, I say to people now, the struggle that people will have with fasting is if you eat at eight o'clock in the day, every single day, then you eat at 11 o'clock, your body gets so used to that. So yeah. you, you will struggle when it comes to eight o'clock in the morning, you're like, I'm hungry, I'm hungry. When it comes to 11 o'clock, I'm hungry. So it's nearly just, somebody told us to eat every day at that time. So we did it and we just follow like, you know, and then all of a sudden then someone says, you don't have to eat that much. And people are going, oh no, you do, you do. It's just listening to your body and not, like you're eating just because of habit. You're not actually saying to yourself, am I really hungry at this moment in time? And do I really need this? Yeah, I, th I think just to add to that. So you could you can kind of add that we, we're in a consumer a consumer world where there's so many products out there and it's there for us to buy and, and use exactly. and apply. And that's, why, that's another reason why fasting isn't popular because what am I, what can you sell through fasting? Like, you know, it's the mm -hmm. opposite. And people say, <laughs> You know, you're, you're avoiding supermarket. You, you save an awful lot of money when you're fasting. You save massive amounts of money when you're fasting because you're just not buying the food in the same way. You're not eating in the same way. You know, you're, you're cutting back on all this kind of food and you're actually appreciating and enjoying the food that you eat. But you're not, you know, there's no products to go alongside it. So loads of times people will come to me and they'll want me to endorse something or they'll want me to, but there is no endorsement. <laughs> A couple of things that you can, that I can tell you about that will help your fasting, but it's not going to be a big product that all of a sudden this is a fasting meal. There is no fasting meal. You kind of mentioned some of the benefits of fasting. You mentioned injury. Just in general, if anyone's considering um, applying fasting within their lifestyle, what are the benefits of doing it? Well, you see, when you start off fasting in the beginning, you see fasting is so diverse. Okay, so the longest fast I've ever done is a five day fast. Would I be advocating to do that every week? No. They say to do it maybe once a year and maybe do you know, you build up, like when I started doing the fasting of one meal a day, 24 hour fasting, it's hard and you know, you struggle, but then you get used to it because you start feeling the benefits of it. And one of the main benefits for me was inflammation and pain relief. So that's a natural, your body is actually, you know, getting rid of 
so much the toxins that leave your body when you're fasting and the longer you fast so say if you did a three-day fast you would get great benefits but if you just did a three-day fast and never fasted again obviously the benefits are going to go so what i say to people as well by continuing to do lower fast but doing it consistently every day you will still get the benefits of the longer fast you know you get insulin resistance you get your inflammation you get your mood boosts like when i did the five-day fast like you're in work and you're flying about the place you've so much energy that people are like I didn't tell anybody I did a five day fast because you're opening yourself up straight away to criticism yeah. but the energy you have and the mental clarity you have and the motivation and the drive and you you're, you're more productive than you've ever been when you're fasting and it speaks for itself and I say that to people like look if I told nobody I fast they come up to me and say oh my god you, you're so much you're so full of energy you, you know you're always on the go you look so great you're so happy because I fast it's and that just speaks for itself so the benefits that you get there's loads of benefits you know, people will say the longer you fast, it renews cells, it gets rid of the old cells and gives you new cells. And people will, will fast for like cancer treatments and for loads of different treatments. I'm not here to say, you know, it's going to heal, heal cancer or anything like that. But you will get lean muscle, you will get inflammation, you will get, you know, re reduction of inflammation. You will see the benefits. If you never lifted a, a weight in your life and you just fasted, you would look as if you were after being in a gym working out your muscles become so lean through fasting and that's not going to happen overnight either it's a process and it's being consistent and a lot of people who do who are in the gym and do work out and weightlifters and all that will advocate fasting as in they will go to the gym in the morning and they don't eat until after they fast because a fasted workout is worth twice a normal workout because of the way your body works so there is loads of benefits there's loads of health benefits and the best way to try it is to see for yourself you know, you, you can't, I can't say to somebody, someone says to me, I'm a pain in my arm, will that get rid of my, will fast get rid of it? No, it doesn't work in that way. But with your overall body becomes in such a higher place, a higher functioning place that it speaks for itself. You mentioned the term consistency and habit change in terms of your previous answer. Um, how do we embed that then within our lifestyle? How is it, how do we shift the mindset to, mentally prepare to put our bodies through different ways of um fasting. of fasting yeah well it's the same say give it 21 days you say you know everything is going to be hard in the beginning it's going to be habit forming but the big thing for me that helped me in the very beginning when I started doing this was I was like okay if I'm only going to eat one meal a day and in the beginning when I started doing it, I was having two meals a day I was having a lunch and an evening meal and that's the way I would even do it now mostly I'm going to have something that's really, really nice. So you're not going to break your fast to have a Mars bar or a Big Mac. Or no, you can sometimes. But as you fast over time, like I started all of a sudden craving hummus and I'd be having salmon and I'd be having avocados. And it's far from hummus and avocados I was brought up on. But your body naturally starts craving these foods that you've never had before because your body wants salts, fats, sugars, but in a natural way. So you start getting a completely different appreciation for food. So alongside that becomes the consistency because you're saying to yourself, okay, I'll give it 21 days. It's good to have a goal. It's good. Like, you know, some people say, oh, you know, I'll get up in the morning and see how I feel. And if I feel like fasting today, I'll fast. You're not going to fast. So what I do is I set weekly plans and I say to myself, okay, I might decide in October, I'll do a month of old I'll do a month of one meal a day or I might do a no food Monday every Monday or I might, but you have to plan and that helps you with your consistency. Consistency is not just going to come by you just saying, I'm going to fast. You have to have a plan in place and you have to, you have to have a reason as well to do it. One of the big things is 
you know, why are you doing this? Why are you going to fast? Is it just because you want to try it for no reason and see how it goes for two or three days? That's not going to, you know, show you any massive difference. But do you need to lose weight? Do you feel unhealthy? Are you not sleeping properly? properly? Have you a good thing for me in particular? I used to binge eat and then I'd go into starvation mode. Then I'd binge eat and I'd go into starvation mode. And fasting helps me control that. And I'd say to people in the beginning, you still might binge once or twice, but it becomes less and less because when you're fasting, you can't handle as much food. You get full quicker and you enjoy the food you eat. So, you know, you, you, you're more mindful of what you eat, but it all takes time for that to come together. It's not going to just happen overnight that you're all of a sudden going to be able to do a three day fast or four day fast. And also I always mix it up. You know, you could be doing 16 hours one day, you could do 20 hours another day, you could do 22 hours. You set it around your lifestyle. If you're going out on a night out with your friends and you're going for a meal, you know, and you usually close your window at seven o'clock in the evening and you stop beating, you're not going to do it if you're going out for a meal. So you, you move your window to later in the day and then you can fix it into your schedule. And it works very easy. It sounds complicated in the beginning, but there's loads of different apps that can help you. And there's loads of different uh, advice online and forums online that will help you in any way, shape or form when it comes to fasting. And what would you do in terms of maybe those cravings then if anyone's starting off? Is there um, an alternative that you apply? Do you drink yeah, water? Well, do you use supplements? Is there anything that you use? One of the big things is I do think a lot of it is to do with habit. Habits of like, you know, I had a girl and she'd say like she was drinking 15 cans of Diet Coke a day and she'd wake up in the middle of the night and drink two cans of Diet Coke nearly in her sleep. And I'm like, and she's like straight away, she's, she'd say to me, I'm not giving up Diet Coke. I'm not going to put out my Diet Coke. And I say, not telling you to give up Diet Coke. I'm not telling you to cut a Diet Coke. The only thing I'm saying to you is between the hours of 7 p.m. and 11 a.m., you can't have a Diet Coke. So that then becomes, okay, I can't have it then. And after three weeks, she was only having two Diet Cokes because when you start looking at your body and saying, do I really want this or am I really having it? You know, it's an addiction and it becomes just a habit and you're just having it for the sake of it. And it's the same with sugar. The more sugar you eat, the more sugar you want. And then when you stop eating sugar, then all of a sudden after six weeks, you go to eat a bar of chocolate. You're like, oh, my God, you feel it in your throat. It tastes completely different. It's not actually enjoyable. So by taking something away from your diet, but you're not actually I say to people, don't eliminate anything. I will never say to somebody, eliminate anything from your diet. But over time, when you're fasting, your body naturally becomes more healthy and naturally craves healthier foods. Does that say you'll never have a Big Mac again or does that mean you'll never have a bun again I say to everybody if you're going to have a cake or you're going to have a bun make sure it's the nicest bun in the shop make sure it's the nicest cake in the shop don't just eat a piece of leftover children's dessert that's there just for the sake of it and you start becoming so selective in what you eat you're like this is actually not nice why am I even eating it food becomes completely different to you so is it more of a psychological process rather than a, a physical process then definitely mind over matter mind over matter I say to people all the time tell yourself every day you can do this Tell yourself every day when you get up, I'm all about positive thinking, positive energy, putting it out there. If you say to yourself every day, I can't do this, I can't do this, I can't do this, you can't do it. But if you say to yourself, I can do this, I am going to achieve this. And also it, setting goals, like as an adult, this set is going to sound strange, but when you're in school and you're a child, you come home and you hand your mom and dad your homework and they're like, oh, well done, you got a gold star, that's brilliant. You know, we need that as an adult too. We need to set ourselves goals and achieve these goals. But what a lot of people, where they fail is, they will look at, in the beginning when I started doing this, I had so many people come on board that go, I want to do 100 days of OMAD. That's my goal, 100 days of OMAD. And I'm like, okay, I didn't just wake up one day and decide to do this. I had fasted previously. 
So don't set yourself a big, huge goal because you're going to fail on the, on the, you don't reach that goal and then you give up and you quit and you walk away. Set yourself. I'll say to people starting off 16 hours and they're like, I can easily manage 16 hours. And I go, great. So if you can easily manage 16 hours, do that for three days, do the 16 hours for three days. Then you accomplish that. Then go on to 17, then go on to 18 and enjoy the achievement along the way rather than setting yourself massive goals and failing and feeling like you're failing. So get your mind into the mindset of I can do this. I'm going to achieve this and you will do it. And the amount of people that say to me on the course say, I can't do this. And I'll say, okay, I guarantee you in three weeks, you'll be doing a 30 hour fast or a 24 hour fast. And they're going, and they do. I was like, yeah, God, it was actually easy. It wasn't as hard. Like I wasn't starving. You know, I felt hunger. Hunger is a natural feeling, but it goes in waves. And in the beginning, the hunger you feel is an unnatural hunger. It's not really hunger. So you mentioned OMAD, one meal a day and other types of uh, methods around fasting. You you said you fluctuate and you plan your week. So what would, what would a, a one meal a day look like then do you do you eat as much as you can in a certain window or what what is that process look like yeah in the beginning when I started it and I will be 100% honest because that's what I am and when you follow my page you'll see sometimes I'll get an awful lot of slack I'll post up a picture that I had a meal and it might be a burger and it could be chips and it could be a coke and they're like you could, shouldn't be eating that and I'm like well I'm human so I love socializing <laughs> I'm a social person I love alcohol I love partying I love my food that's why I fast so in the beginning what I used to eat was like whatever I craved so in the beginning my cravings were on healthy food so if I was going to the cinema I have a 17 year old and a 21 year old and if I was going off out to the cinema with them my meal would be I want popcorn in the cinema and I want like you know that would be my meal so it wouldn't be the best choice but I had dedicated myself to the fact that I was going to do 23 hours fast and one meal a day but by the time I got to say midway and then by the time I got to the end my choices were completely different I was eating an awful lot of salads an awful lot of salmon you know I was nuts complete fruits it was completely different than what I started off with but that's the process and the thing I would say to people as well a good thing if you're starting off this for the first time don't try to change everything don't try to change your diet take up an exercise routine and fast all in the one breath you know what I mean because you're it's too much so get one thing under control first learn how to fast start off walking start off simple find out what you used to enjoy when it came to exercise, did you ever go to a dance class? Did you ever play football? Did you ever and go back to that and find the enjoyment in it? Then get your fasting under control. And then the food will naturally come because you're not going to be working out and fasting and then coming home and stuffing your face and having bad habits. It naturally becomes easier. So the process is actually easy and enjoyable when you do it right, if that makes sense. Mental clarity, energy, being more productive. Can you talk a little bit more about that and, and what that looks like if, if someone well, is fasting in comparison to maybe someone who's not? A good example of it would be like, if you're a work in your day-to-day life, you're not going to at one o'clock in the day go out and have a big meal, you know, a roast dinner at one o'clock in the day. Because why? Because you'll feel sluggish and you feel tired. It's like Christmas dinner. What do you want to do after you eat your Christmas dinner? You just want to go to sleep. And it's the same way when you are fasting, it takes blood from your brain and it allows your brain to function in a better way. So the only thing that I would struggle with when I'm on a long fast is you don't need to sleep as much. You might struggle with sleep. You just have so much energy and your body becomes into fat burning mode and energy burning mode. You have so much motivation and so much drive when you're fasting that it's actually, it's crazy. Like people will say, I cleaned my whole house. I, you know, you become into, you become into this detox 
force and you just want to get things done and it's brilliant it's one of the best things about fasting because you know you, if you go to the gym you're like right I'm going to the gym I can't wait to go to the gym you have this energy about you I in my job I'm up and down ladders I'm working you know you're busy but it becomes enjoyable it's not a struggle you're not having to tell yourself look get up go to the gym do it do it you know the energy is there naturally a natural energy in your body and you you, you don't know what it's like until you experience it yourself have you come across the work of David Sinclair no no he talks about um within the digestive system there's enzymes and when we fast we become more alert and it kind of relates to what you said there in terms of being productive and being more alert do you do you find that during your your process of 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 fasting definitely definitely like and even still like i'm only human you go through phases of you might have a holiday you might have a weekend away you might have something you, you know you don't fast for the weekend and that falls into your monday and straight away, I can feel in myself, my energy levels are down. I don't want to be going to the gym. I don't have the same drive to go out for my walk. I don't, when I'm 100% in my game and fasting, I'm walking, I'm energetic, I'm driven, I'm clear in my mind, I'm in a good mood. I'm all a positive energy field. When you're not, it goes back, it slips back. It's easy to slip back into old habits. Is there anything to maybe consider around maybe calorie deficit if we've got people that are um, performing uh, consistently um, and again, considering maybe meals and, and the process of, of diet to impact um, high uh, performance? Is there anything that you, you, you've come across in terms of maybe your consultancy and, and looked at that further around how one can apply it, but need to maybe consider the element of calories, et cetera? Yeah. So you will get a lot of people that will like run marathons and that will have a hot, very, very high, you know, performance level. And then you'll yeah. have people that like walk for 10 minutes a day. So it's going to be completely different in that regard. But most people that are in that profession and that are performing to that degree will already have a good protein diet, you know, that they follow, that they do, you know, and the fasting elements for them will will more than likely just be a 16 hour fast because they're not looking to lose weight. They're just looking for an added performance. And with the 16 hours, so basically what that will be is be they probably just don't eat before 10 o'clock in the day or they probably just don't eat before 11 o'clock in the day. They go to the gym, then they have their meal, they have their evening meal, they probably have their protein shakes. But for that kind of industry, it's more just about control in the fasting element is that you're not snacking in the evening and you're not eating in the morning to allow your body to detox and allow your muscles and everything to perform in the best way. So it does go hand in hand. And a lot of people will find that probably they're naturally fasting, but they don't actually realize, they go, yeah, well, I go to the gym in the morning. I don't actually eat, eat before mm-hmm. I go and I don't train till I train at 10 or 11 and then I eat and I stop eating at seven in the evening. So it does go hand in hand because if you're performing to that high degree, you're not going to be eating late in the night anyway. And you usually would have a good diet in place. But if you're starting off and you want to lose weight and you want to plan, it's completely different. Do you know that way? Yeah. Do you drink alcohol when you fast? When I started fasting, of course, I gave up alcohol for six weeks and my children and my friends and everyone were like, you're not going to be able to do that, Karen. There's no way you're going to give up alcohol for six weeks. <laughs> well, that's nearly like, I will do it. And I did, of course, because when I set my mind to something, I'll do it. But I love, I always drank wine. I was a wine drinker, red wine, white wine. That's my drink of choice. And after the six weeks, I went out with my friend for a drink and we got a bottle of wine and I was like, I can't drink that. And she was like, what do you mean you can't drink it? I was like, I, my taste had just completely changed. Now I drank Prosecco, so I found something else that I liked that I could drink because I wasn't going to give up alcohol. But 
yeah, of course, I have alcohol in my window. Do you know what I mean? I'll go through phases that I might say I'm going to give up alcohol for three weeks in, in one of my little plans that I do for myself or, you know, but I have it in my window. And I will always like with weekends, people struggle at weekends. And I'll say, pick your favorite thing about your weekend. Do you want to go out for a night for a meal and have a few drinks? Well, then have that. But just don't have a big breakfast and a big lunch and then go out for your meal. Just have your meal and have your drinks in the evening and enjoy it and then continue your fast. And how would you how would you measure your progress? Is it weight loss? Is it feeling good? How, how do you measure that, that, that journey? For me, yeah, well, the biggest thing, actually, good that you've asked me that, because every day I get asked this question, how much weight did you lose? What weight? What do you weigh? What do you weigh? And I used to be, particularly for women, I don't know, I'm sure it applies to men, but not as much. I used to be scale obsessed. So if I showed you pictures from 10 years ago, from when I was 21 years of age, I could tell you exactly what I weigh in every picture. And what I weighed the day before, the week before, I was scale obsessed. I used to weigh myself every morning, every evening, and maybe during the day. And it became that it was, I, I when I started this program, I said, I have to get away from this weight loss, from this addiction to the scale. So I said to myself, when I started the 100 days of all mad, I said, I'm not going to weigh myself for the 100 days. That was my first goal. I'll go 100 days without weighing myself, and I'll, I'll see how I feel at the end. And halfway through, I felt that good and I looked that good and I was so happy with my progress. I was afraid of the scale. And I said, what? Oh, God, like, well, I've only have another 50 days before I have to stand on it. And when it came close to the time, I said, I'm not going to weigh myself because what number? I know my lowest weight. What number is going to be on that scale? And if it's three pound over, I want that three pound. And if it's, you know, if I'm a pound up on something, I want that pound. And I'll go- constantly go by that. So I never have, I haven't weighed myself in two years. So the what I say to people and anyone that's, doing this program and anyone that does the fast I say go by progress pictures my biggest thing to people I'll say to them I want you to be able to look in the mirror and feel good I want you to be able to see a picture that somebody has taken at you at an event and feel good I want you to go back up to your wardrobe and I'll say to people I'll give you a gift I'll give you back your wardrobe full of clothes that doesn't fit you and that you're able to go into that wardrobe and put on clothes and know that anything in your wardrobe is going to fit you and feel good so what number is that on the scales there is no number on the scales that is going to make that happen so it's all about how you feel and how you look in yourself. And for most people, you know, I avoided mirrors. People would say to me, but you always looked well. And you always, but it's a personal thing. I avoided mirrors. I didn't look in mirrors. I, I had a, a big mirror at the top of my stairs and I used to find a way that I never used to look and I just walked past and I wouldn't look at it. And when I started doing this process and I used to take the progress pictures, you have to look in the mirror because it was an underwear picture. It was an honest picture, just straight on in the mirror three weeks later, another one, three weeks later, another one. And when you start seeing the progress and you start seeing the change in your body, that becomes the biggest motivation to keep on going. And then knowing that you did it, no one did this for you. You did this. You wanted to do this. You wanted to feel good. You wanted to feel healthy. You don't want to be 45, 46 years of age and not able to walk and not able to enjoy life. So when you see the progress yourself and you see that you did it and nobody gave you a secret recipe or remedy, you feel good about yourself and that gives you the motivation to keep going. So my progress is based on, I do progress pictures and I base it on how I feel and how I look. It's more of a feeling than a metric then. Definitely. And don't get me wrong. So a lot of my clients still will weigh themselves and they say, Karen, I know, but I lost five pounds this week or I'm down three kilos or I'm down this. And I'll be like, well done. It's not going to work for everybody. But for me personally, and for other people, the scales becomes like, you know, I used to use this analogy. If your scales was broke and you stood on the scales this morning, and it was weighing five pounds less than you actually are. You'll be delighted with yourself. You're going around having the best day ever. Oh, my God. Yeah, I do actually look slimmer and I feel slimmer. And I think, yeah, yeah, I think this is working. But you stand on the scales the next day and it's up to five pounds. 
your day is ruined. You're feeling, oh God, you know, this is not working and I feel sluggish and I feel bloated. It's all in your head. You know, mm. you can feel amazing and look amazing without somebody telling you what number is on the scale. So how do you keep consistent then? So that there must be days where you, 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 you might get hungry or you, you might see a product and you, you crave it a little bit. How yeah. do you keep consistent? Like, again, I'm just trying to dig deep into your mindset around how you can keep that consistency. Cause I think that's the, you know, the key within this process is, is doing it every, every day. It's mind over matter, overcome your mind and you will overcome anything. And there's loads of different visualizing techniques you can use. And you know, the, you find when your biggest struggle is. And in, in the beginning for me, it was the nighttime. You know, it's a very long evening if you're not having anything, if you're not having a drink, if you're not having a snack, if you're not doing anything. So I used to just be like saying to myself, just picture what you're going to look like, picture what you're going to feel like, picture how it's going to be water. And, you know, you'd get that into your mindset. But then I'd have different times that I'd be like, you know, something might happen in my day to day life, like something could go wrong or something. And I would be amazed at how still then I would think of food or I would think of, you know, a treat because we have this we've been brought up with this reward system around food and drink and rewarding yourself and particularly when it comes to weekends and I find this fascinating with people because I say there's going to be one every weekend there's going to be one next week there's going to be another one there's going to be another one so what's the reward you know if you have a good weekend on track you will go into your week feeling more motivated if you have a bad weekend if you say to yourself come Friday or feck and then what happens people go off tours it's nearly the weekend and they go off track and if you go off track all weekend and you're eating crap and you're not doing your exercise and you're not doing your workout and you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing, come Monday, you don't hop out of bed feeling motivated and driven. You feel back to. So it's only through recognizing these things. And I'm, I'm an advocate for pen and paper, writing everything down, you know, and saying to yourself, write a list. Start off today and go, OK, how do I feel mentally, physically, emotionally? Write it down on a scale of one to ten. Keep it simple. Keep it really simple. Try to fasten for two weeks and then do go back to the list. And see if there's improvement. And no one, if it doesn't work, you say no, there's absolutely no improvement. I feel no better, I feel worse. Well, then it's not for you. But I guarantee you there will be improvement. And you'll say to yourself, yeah, actually, okay, I do feel better. And that's what gives you the drive to be consistent because you know that it's working and it's worth it. Does that mean that I fast every single day consistently and never slip up? No, because I'm only human. And there is days that I'll say, Fecka, I want to have a drink or I'm after closing my window and one of my friends will say will we go out or something will happen in my family of course that happens but the next day i'll get back on track what do you say to those that call fasting starving the body what what is a common myth i presume from well, your perspective what, what's people, your opinion with most people i'll say and it's probably a bit derogatory we have enough fat stores there that we're not going to starve do you know what i mean we have plenty of fat stores on our body you're not going to starve the difference between starvation and fasting is you're controlling when you're going to eat. You're not saying to yourself, I'm never eating. And when your body's feeling hungry, I'm not eating. I'm starving. I'm going to starve myself. You're saying to yourself, I'm going to fast for 15 hours and then I'm going to have a very nice nutritionist meal. Then I'm going to fast for 18 hours. Then I'm going to fast for 20 hours. But you are controlling them. But you, you are choosing. And you're setting a plan. Like There's different apps you can get that will motivate you. You know, you set in your time that you're going to fast and it will tell you, you know what's happening in your body right now. You know what's happening in your body right now. And it gives you a motivation. So it's giving you all the health benefits and then you're going to eat your meal. You're not starving yourself in any way, shape or form. People think in the beginning and in the beginning you will feel like people might say to me, I have headaches. I, I'm constipated. I feel dizzy. I have heart palpitations. I can't sleep. There's loads of different things because your body is changing from eating, from eating constantly, from grazing mode to then all of a sudden finding a new way of functioning. So you're going to have a transition period within mostly within three weeks all that will settle 
and you will start feeling really now some people mightn't feel that at all it depends on your level of what you're giving up or what you're changing or what your diet is like if you have a really really bad diet and all of a sudden you're going to try and change into eating really healthy well it is going to be a little bit more difficult so how do we change the mindset around uh, fasting then you mentioned the different communities and the uh, the people that you uh, associate with how, how do we change that myth then that it's it's starving think- the body I think you see a big thing about it is, and it sounds strange, but social media and, you know, advertising and all that stuff, you know, if fasting came with a lovely pink bag and, you know, this is your fasting plan in this bag and this is what you're going to eat for the weekend, then you're going to have this and then you're going to have, but with fasting, you're actually, I never tell somebody what to eat. I will never say to somebody, don't eat this or do eat this or don't have that. All I will say to somebody is just have a fasting window and an eating window and allow try and listen to your body so it will come people are getting more i think especially the way things are going now people don't have money the money is not out there that was there for like you know things are changing people are saying you know you have to watch what you have fasting is so simple it's bringing it back to complete basics there's no gimmicks there's no fancy you know bow on it it's just you don't eat and then you eat and then you don't eat and then eat and maybe for some people it's too simple and they want more to it and they want you know add in shakes and add in this and add in that but try it I say to people don't diss something until you try it you can't if somebody asks me about something I don't know about it I'll be the first one to say no I don't really know about that so I can't speak on it or I don't really understand it so try fasting for yourself and then see and if it's not for you it's not for you but I think personally more and more people are going to be trying fasting because the community is definitely growing like as I said to you the people I coach are in Australia America England I'm in Ireland you know it's going global that people want to know about it they want to feel good that's the most important thing most people will say to me you'd be surprised people will do it for weight loss but a lot of people will say I want more energy I want more drive I want control around my food I don't want it to be thinking about food every day I don't want to be thinking about weight every day I don't want to be thinking about my body every day I just want to be settled around it and it's strange that people become 45 50 years of age and they still have this constant thing in their head about diet and what to eat and what not to eat and size and you know you just want to park it and say I'm just going to live my life and it's not actually the main focus in my life it's nearly a secondary feature in my life is it because there's so much products out there diets that people you mentioned the ages of 40 50 people just get confused they don't really know where to turn to is that a common theme with the people that you work with yeah 100 percent, and especially with you know if you're talking to younger people now have more of an interest and I even see it with my own daughter she would reach for a bottle of water before she would reach for a bottle of coke she would reach for fruit before she would they, they're more you know they want to it's not a novelty to them now you know as much but the older generation you know they might say to me well I, I drink them yogurt drinks and, and they're good for you or I'll try this and you know but they don't really know why they're doing it or what they're doing or you know what's happening in your body and it's just to keep it as simple as possible for people and to say like you know obviously and I will always say to people, when you're eating your food, go for good quality, nice food and actually think to yourself. And it's so funny because I have a laugh with people over this. Like they say, oh, my God, wait, till I tell you what I had to eat this week. I couldn't stop thinking of potato waffles and beans. I haven't had that in about 20 years. And I had it and it was absolutely gorgeous. And I enjoyed every bit of it. And that's what it's about. It's bringing the enjoyment back to food rather than forcing yourself to eat a green salad and a steamed fish because you know, I want to lose three pounds, but like, there's no enjoyment in that. Find a way of living that is going to be enjoyable for you, but is also manageable and you'll also have benefits. And that's what makes it enjoyable and simple. 
In terms of the people that you you work with at the moment, you mentioned some of the benefits. You mentioned mental clarity, uh, being more productive, more energy. Is there any other themes within um, your practice that you've come across? I'm intrigued by maybe sleep, heart rate, heart condition, yes. anything around that? A lot that? of people will have, it will be diabetes, insulin. You know, a lot of people will struggle that they, yeah, they can't sleep. They're waking up during the night. They have cramps. They have cravings. They have you know, sugar in the body. So when you become back to fasted state and it's the natural state that your body is supposed to be in. Yeah. A big thing for me that I found would be people that have eating disorders and that would be prone to overeating and undereating. And a lot of people will say like with fasting, you know, it's bad for people that have weight issues and eating problems because it's going to contribute to it. But with a lot of my clients, I found that it actually helps you because it gives you a bit of control around it and it gives them a forum to actually talk about it. You know, a lot of these things with food are secret and they're behind closed doors and people that overeat and people that have issues with their weight and people that have issues with their body and people that have issues. Nobody wants to come forward and say, I have an issue, you know, unless they feel comfortable in the environment that they're in. So a lot of the things that people will overcome will be personal things and everybody will be different in what they overcome. Like I will say to the people I deal with every day, you'll be amazed what somebody might have an issue with and what their problem is. And a lot of the thing around fasting is what other people think of them and what other people will say. And what am I going to tell? Why am I going to tell my family I'm not eating? And what am I going to say? People don't really care. As soon as you say I'm not eating, I'm not fasting, they go, oh, and then they just go on to the next thing. But a lot of people will struggle with different health, health things that they don't want to talk about. You know, they might feel... I can't get comfortable in the night because I'm that overweight. I can't sleep properly. And so then to be able to say to me, I slept great for the first time in eight years. That's amazing. That's a personal achievement for them. Do you know what I mean? Mm, definitely. And I think just on that, obviously you're looking at it from a diet perspective. I've spoke to previous guests that have explored um, issues within alcohol and, and that behavioral process of just trying to change the outlook towards a certain product, which is obviously um, impactful within football industries and, and kind of performance industries. Um, so what I gather then is you're trying to rewire people's perspective as well as behavioral change. Is that what your role is at the moment? Yeah. And like, like it all goes hand in hand. Like if you're doing this fast and then you're, you know, you're serious about it and you want to change your lifestyle, you're not going to drink six nights a week. Like a lot of people during COVID fell into the habit of just having a glass of wine at the nighttime and that rolled into then, you know, I don't know why I'm doing it. I'm not enjoying it. And the big thing is if you're not enjoying it, why are you doing it? So when you become, find a routine and find a lifestyle that works. And for some people, they don't want to lose weight. They just want to feel good in themselves. They want to change their habits. And the thing with fasting is most of the time you're closing your window at six or seven o'clock in the evening. So that's when most people would drink. So naturally, people would be like to me, I haven't drank half as much as I used to. I used to. And then when they do drink, they will have it. Like I'll say to people, have your two glasses of wine. But just know when it comes to eight o'clock, you're not having one more sip of wine. That's, and then it becomes, what's the point? Do I really want to have the two glasses? And it becomes a natural process that more and more people will find that I don't actually, I'm breaking that habit because I'm not going to use it just for the sake of it to have to say like, okay, I'm shoving in two glasses of wine because why? So it naturally mm. becomes that your body will start saying to you, I don't actually want to wake up feeling hungover. I don't want to wake up in the morning feeling groggy. I don't want to wake up after eating, you know, a massive pizza and chips and feel all sluggish. So your body becomes naturally addicted to feeling good and healthy. 
And that's why the consistency is important in that aspect too. How do you plan then in terms of maybe shopping and how do you plan your meals? Have you got like a, a routine? Is there anything there that yeah. you can maybe advise well, I, on? I'm lucky in a way because my actual, my real job is I work in Marks and Spencers. I'm a visual merchandiser. So I'm in there every day and I see all the food every day. And so my day-to-day <laughs> -day shopping is I'll be like, ooh, that looks really nice. I'll try that. And this is completely new for me. I would have shopped that I go into a supermarket and I'm like, low fat diet, no sugar, duh, duh, duh. you know, I wouldn't even think about the taste of something. I would be more focused on the lowest calories, the healthiest option that, you know, and instead of going, I would actually really like to try that and see what that's like. So now my eating habits are so completely different. I don't eliminate anything. I, I don't, I'm not in diet mentality. And in a way I hate the word diet being associated with the fasting because I eat more now than, and eat a more diverse range of food than I've ever ate. But I will plan it on a day-to-day -day basis. And that's what works for me. Instead of going out and doing this big weekly shop, my situation is different. I'm divorced. My kids are grown. You know what I mean? I don't have a young family. It's different when you have fish fingers and chips and you're looking after a whole range of kids and your breakfast and dinners and lunch. My situation is different, so I can manage it in that way. But again, when I'm talking to people on a day-to-day -day basis and we're coming up with a plan, I have to say to them, well, what's your daily life like? Life like? What works for you? Because now I can't turn around and say to somebody, eat this and try this and do this. And they're going, that's not going to work for me. It's about fitting it into your life and what works for you. So that's the biggest key in this is finding, okay, is it going to work for me to finish eating at six o'clock every day if my husband is coming in and I have to cook for him? And, you know, it's all these other, this is the real life and your family and everything else that goes with it. You know, if you're so totally on your own and you're driven and you're focused and you're going to the gym, that's completely different than someone that's, looking after a family or that has responsibilities of cooking for other people. So you have to take all that into consideration too. So where do you see fasting in the future then? Will it become more popular? You mentioned the groups that you associate with and um, the people that you are connected with now. Where, where do you see this going in the future? Definitely. Like even for my own environment and for my own circle, I, like the majority of people, like I love people in the beginning that will say to me, I'm not trying that people in my job, criticizing the people all over the place and then all of a sudden they'll try it and they'll see and they might stick to it consistently but they will try it and they will see and I do think that yeah it is going to get a lot of you know some of my clients even would say I don't want to tell people in Boston and I don't like to tell I wouldn't share your page or I wouldn't share anything don't put anything on your page about me doing it because of their own reasons or their own what judgment of what people are going to give but for me personally, when I started doing this, that was one of the other things I worked on because there's an awful lot of things that's associated with fasting. You know, I spoke about mental clarity, your motivation, your own self-worth, your own, you, you become, fasting is very selfish in a way because you're doing it for yourself solely. But your self-worth rises, your, you know, when you achieve, like when I achieved my first five-day fast, I felt as if I was after doing my driving test again. I was like, go me, yes, I was delighted with myself. You're so, you know, and so you become that you don't care what other people think. And when people see that, they want to say to you, what are you doing? How come you're so, you look good and you're so happy? And it's because of fasting. So I do think the more people that talk about it and share the positive experience about it, the more it will get out into the world and the groups, the forums, the pages, my own page. Do you know what I mean? It's social media and the internet is the way it's going to spread, really, I suppose. But why is there a negative stigma then? So you mentioned the people that you work with are and, and your friends etc that are engaged with fasting they don't want to share that with anyone what why is there a stigma there there's just this thing that people still have this thing of starving and 
you know, it's when you're around people and food is there so much and people are going for, and even my, some of my own friends, oh, you're probably not eating, you're probably fasting, you're probably not eating. You know, it becomes nearly that it's, it's nearly easier for people to just say, oh no, I'll eat, than it is for them to say, it's a judgment. And at the end of the day, it doesn't bother me in the slightest. I will say to anybody I fast, I will tell the whole world I fast, but I can't say why other people don't feel comfortable to do it or why they think it's a judgment. Maybe it's because they can't explain it properly or, you know, some people, some of my friends say, I just said to ask Karen, go onto her page and she'll tell you because people don't know how to explain how you naturally just feel better in yourself. Karen, you mentioned your Instagram. Where do you see yourself within this field in the next five to six, seven, eight, nine, ten years? Taking over you... Instagram, Christy, taking over the world. <laughs> day at a time. No, it's funny because when I started this off, before, I started my page when I was six weeks into the 100 Days of OMAD and I just said I'm going to start an accountability page just for myself. And I started just sharing and sharing through Facebook and sharing through, I don't know how, it just became like 10,000 followers now and that's in the space of two years. So it just kind of took off. I did a couple of podcast interviews. A man approached me about 18, a year ago maybe, and in Glasgow and asked me to do my first one. And I said, no, 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 no. <laughs> and then I did it and he was delighted and it got a good response. And, you know, and that kind of put it out there a bit more for people to have an interest. And he tried it himself then. And, you know, it's true word of mouth and it's true. But personally, where I can see myself, I don't know. I love helping people with the fast and I love advising people. I love the little forums that I have going and the one-on-one interactions and some of the clients that I have like I would nearly consider friends now I I, you know I love talking to them and I love the little weekly check-ins and knowing what's going on in their lives and how they're getting on and just seeing the positive impact it has on their lives and I always say there's nothing but positive there's nothing negative about this you make a mistake or you have a bad week so what you know start again start over there's no criticism or negativity around this at all so Karen, you've got me intrigued and you've got me thinking of doing a fast. So what tips would you give me then if, if I'm thinking about doing this process? Don't tell anybody you're doing it. <laughs> I've told <laughs> the world now. <laughs> so I'll tell you the easiest thing to do is start simple. And I guarantee you when you do your first fast, say on a Sunday night, you're after having a big Chinese and you're stuffed and it's six o'clock. And you're going, I can't eat again. Close your window. When you say this windows, you call it an eating window and a fasting window. So you say you close your window at six or seven o'clock. So say you close your window at six o'clock. You can't eat until 10 o'clock the next day. That's your four 16 hour fast. So that's so simple. You're going, well, from six o'clock on a Sunday evening till 10 o'clock on a Monday morning. You know, you might get up and you might usually have a breakfast and then you might be able to have something until 10. And then you just do it every day. Fast, feast and repeat is what it's called. And it's just... In the beginning, I say to people, try and eliminate your breakfast. That's your starting point. Drink lots and lots of water. You can get water called smart water and you can get it in Boots Pharmacy. You can get it in different places. It tastes exactly like normal water, but has added electrolytes in it. And that really helps. That helps. Salt, pink Himalayan salt, a pinch of that underneath your tongue really helps on longer fasts. There's loads of different tips and hints. But the most important thing when you're starting in the beginning is start simple. Start simple, 16 hours, lots of water you'll be gold and would you use a habit tracker i would use um the the app i always use and from the very beginning i've always used it was life fasting it's a free app and it's nearly just like a basic stopwatch that can stay in your fast and it's very motivational too because it tracks all your fasts and it gives you out of the last 30 days you completed 29 fasts and it just gives you a motivation to keep on going and it tells you what's happening in your body so i like that one just i love 
anything that makes you feel, you know, writing down your list, writing down your goals, setting yourself a week going, right, I'm going to fast for five days this week and then completing it. They're mm -hmm. all tools that make you feel motivated to keep on going and to try it again. So, so anyone listening or watching this, where can they find your Instagram page or any other work that you have currently? My Instagram page is called Fasting for Life 2020. My web page, my email is all the same. So it's Fasting for Life 2020. My name is Karen. And once you go onto the page, you'll see it's, it's self-explanatory. There's little notes at the top of the play, page, questions and answers. But people message me all the time and I try my very best to go back to everybody. And I'll, sometimes I will do a questions and answers that will open up the forum for general questions and then general answers. And a lot of times people will comment and then other people will answer questions. And I have to say, on the whole, I don't think I have had any. I think I had one person that I had to remove from my page because they kept on putting up negative things. Other than that, in the whole two years, I haven't had any negative feedback on it at all. So it has been very positive and it is a very positive space to share and to to be so come along and have a look and you'll see for yourself i'm sure that's how you came across me absolutely absolutely we'll put those links on within the description just to help if if anyone's looking for you uh karen thank you for your time it's been a pleasure no problem happy to do it thank you karen take care